to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcast and cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, or share. A weekend of anticipation. That is the word of the day because this weekend, oh boy, oh boy, we have a lot of anticipation going on in the MLB, college football. We're not talking college football, but there is a hell of a slate of some great, great college football games. I know if you want to go check out college football, you go to All Four Downs and then check out their show because they are always talking college football. A huge week of college football. Cannot wait. Jason's Cincinnati Bearcats, well, they got a true test this weekend. We'll see how legit they are. I'm hoping they win. I'm rooting for the Bearcats. And then the New York Yankees, wow. a, huge, a huge, huge series, complete maybe the end of the Blue Jays' dream season. And now focus on to a possible, I say possible slightly, because they still have to finish the job and get past, which looks like they have a wild card game, which looks like more likely they're going to be being one of those teams. And that's against the Tampa Bay Rays. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we still are Giant fans. So we are going to be talking about the New York football Giants and what to expect from this. And then we'll close out. We got called, we got a couple pasta dishes we want to talk about, our three favorite pasta dishes. And then contenders, pretenders with three specific 3-0 and teams. Panthers, Raiders, Broncos. All 3-0, great starts. But all have true tests this weekend. We'll see if they are legit pretenders or legit contenders. When I said anticipation, I think you know why I said that. The, maybe the most anticipated football game in recent memory will occur this weekend as Mr. Tom Brady. Heads over to where once he dominated for the past 20 years, good old Foxborough, as he takes on Bill Belichick and the Patriots. But as we started, the anticipation. Yankees look like they're about to be on the verge of making the playoffs once again. They've been on another hot streak as this season has been a roller coaster of up and downs. Now they are starting to get hot. But this is the reason why they're getting hot. It's because of the Smash Brothers. The two behemoths in the lineup are finally coming together. They are gelling, and boy, oh, boy, the chemistry is there, and they are staying healthy. So, guys, I want to get right into it. When you have two talents like this, which is top 10 players, hitters, because we always like to say pitchers are very valuable. I'm going to say hitters because they are hitters, great fielders too as well, but they are majority of the time great hitters. But can, can the two Smash Brothers – carry them to a much anticipated, hopefully a title that we're all waiting. We've been anxiously waiting for over a decade. So I'll start off with Joe on this. Joe, do the Smash Brothers carry the Yanks to a title this year? Or can they, I should say? We last week were talking about who the most important guy was, and we brought up both Stanton and we brought up Judge. And, uh, you know, if you look at this entire season, there's been stretches where it was really one or the other that's been the driving force in this team. It was Stanton over the last two weeks. It's been Judge with him over the last week or so. Uh, they've both had fantastic Septembers. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, you know, I mean, these guys, 
It, it, how many times would you say in the last month after a series have we written the Yankees off as too inconsistent? I'd be a Joe. I think we'd all be millionaires right now by the amount of times we've talked <laughs> shows this year of talking about the inconsistency of the New York Yankees. Yeah, it's it's been unbelievable. I mean, it, it really has been. Uh, by the way, um, Stanton and Judge, first pair of Yankee teammates since Granderson and Teixeira in 2011 to hit 35 home runs. So for the for the Bronx Bombers, I mean, this is what they have to do. And we're starting to see it now. The Yankees are 17-1 and one when Judge and Stanton home are in the same game. It's a recipe for a win. Doesn't it feel like when they hit a home run, it's like a home run and a half? It has a little bit more to it. Like last night's home run. Now, I know you guys can't watch the game, you know, because you got Frontier Joe and Trev, you live in Sunnyside, Florida. But I'll tell you one Judge more time Moore, for the folks. Listen that, listen, that place was fired up. One, two, three, Robbie Ray goes. Judge comes up and hits a bomb. I mean, him and Stan Wayway, whatever they hit, it goes a long way. Like, long way. I mean, it – the only thing that kept Judge's home run in the stadium last night was the stadium itself. I mean, I think it went through the restaurant, 455 feet. It felt like it took all the air out of the crowd last night. I think it was a tone setter, and we've talked about this. Judge is the tone setter for this team. We've gone, I think we beginning of the year, Trev, when we talked most important players, I believe two or three of us out of the three picked Judge, right? Joe, didn't you didn't you pick was it you that picked I mean, Judge? Joe's, here's the thing about Joe with We only see Sanchez, but all kidding aside, oh, Joe's man. been pretty adamant and kind of behind the judge for quite some time now. And this has been for years of the importance of Aaron Judge to the New York Yankees. So I'll, I'll definitely say Joe was one of them. I think he, I, I would say you were the other one. Me, I, I I still would say Stanton, man. I just I just know what the I, judge is amazing. Don't get me wrong. When he's healthy, he's a top 10 player. But when we traded for John Carlos Stan, we were trading for a top five player. He's finally starting to come into his own. Last year, it started in the playoffs with that great performance. Now he's starting to get back to it. He's staying healthy. I really do believe that John Carlos Stan, you could pick either one. Me, I would just say Stan. You can't go hey. wrong with either one, though. So I got, I got two stats for you because I while you were talking, I was like, let me hurry up and give a little information so we can back up our facts. This is from Buster only on Twitter. The Yankees have won eight of their last nine. In those games, Aaron Judge is batting 345 with a 440 slugging percentage on base 862 with four home runs, 12 RBIs. Giancarlo Stan in the same nine games is batting 333 with 395 slugging and an 848 on base percentage with five home runs and 16 RBIs. So those two guys have had 28 RBIs and nine home runs in the last nine games. Here's another little fun fact too. I just read Trev Stan and judge in the months of August and September combined, they have totaled 35 home runs and 96 RBIs. That's the thing. That's even scarier is that with the, the weapons that they have on this team, and we're not even including Rizzo, who's kind of been off to – has been kind of cold lately with Gallo. That With these two guys, it just opens everything up. And that's what – I know you guys have been pretty adamant about that whole, well, this is what this lineup can do when healthy. I understand that. But it is good to have balance. But with seeing these two guys – going on a tear right now and in the most crucial time and the most important time for play for baseball teams, which is about to be postseason time. 
that's just going to open up everything else for the other sluggers. Let me just show you something. I don't know if you can see this. I'm going to make sure I do this correctly. That is the numbers I wanted to show you. That's judge and stand compared to everyone else on the Yankees. The Yankees, Judge and Stan, have accounted for one-third of the Yankees' home runs this year. 72 of the 216 home runs are by Judge and Stan. Trev, you said it correctly. These are the Smash Brothers. These two guys can't carry them in a title. You saw it just in the series alone in the Red Sox. I mean, Judge played well. Let's, let's get that straight. But Stan carried them and literally took over that series. Like and Trev, and I just saw a funny thing. It reminded me of Kyrie and LeBron in that championship. Remember where they were unstoppable, the two of them? Yeah, they, yeah, both, of course. they both had 41 points. So I Those to... two guys literally can't carry them as long as the pitching can maintain what they have been. Because yeah. they have they – have, listen, we've talked about this all year, and Joe has been more adamant about this team than you and me. You and me have been riding the roller coaster like this team, where Joe has been a little bit more – and we've always broke Joe's chops about it. Like, Joe, you got to stop – you know, being up their rear ends because, but hey, listen, this is what Joe saw in, in his dreams. But this okay. is what he saw two guys hitting his dreams. I mean, this, I mean, this a is a little side of coleslaw in that dream. <laughs> you got to cool off the heat, but we don't want to cool this off. And th- these guys are the tone setters because they, this reminds me, the best way I can describe them in a baseball term is when David Ortiz and Manny Ramirez were when they were hot and on the juice for the Red Sox. This is what they are. And they carry them to the World Series title. And this is what this team can do because you don't have to be great when you can overcome it with monster shot home runs. It'd be nice to get a couple guys on base when they hit these home runs. But, hey, we've seen it in the last three games, against the three games against the Red Sox, and we saw two out of three against the Blue Jays. And they're both, and those are teams that are both playoff caliber teams. Joe, Joe, let me ask you something in the sense of we were talking in the uh, mid season of where this team was and how inconsistent they were. Well, what we, when we were talking about it, they were, I think, I don't remember what the record is. You have the 47 stats, right? and 44 was their record at the all-star break. We said we had to get to 92 wins. I think Joe said they had to win like 50 out of like 38 games or something. I remember Joe, because I asked him the other day. They had to go the- 45 and 26, which was, would be 19 games over 500, which at the time it did not seem feasible. It did not seem like that was a I somebody I gotta, said Teddy's door, it seemed right, like. No, I'll be right back. It's me. I'll... Oh, it's Trev. What happened? Oh, what are you better. doing? He's you uh, do? somebody's at his door. I hope it's not the police. But yeah, uh so, so this is even about... better. Now we can finally have our show that we've always talked about. Yes. Um, yeah, so uh I had said, you know, I thought 40 and 31 based on their play was was the most realistic possibility. Would have taken you to 87 wins, and we said. Not going to get you into the postseason. Uh, 40 and 31. Uh, so 43 and, and 28 would have got them the 90 wins. I thought that was definitely a possibility. And then again, to get a little more aggressive, 45 and 26. And I remember saying, and they're probably not going to do it, but they've got the talent to do it. You, you mentioned this just before the show when we brought up the idea of, is the offense going to carry this team? It, the pitching, the Yankees have the lowest starting uh, ERA in in baseball, three seven three. Yeah, the starters are number one in the American League uh, as far as earned run average is concerned, and even better, Severino and Herman joining that bullpen with Holmes and Garcia and Rodriguez. 
if yeah, Chapman, been, if Chapman's white again, phenomenal. Yeah, the so the bullpen's in good shape. This uh, is, you know, look at and 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 tell you what, Teddy, looking into this this series here with Tampa Bay, Nestor Cortez and Montgomery going in games one and two here. And they've been they've been as consistent for the Yankees as anybody. They've been more consistent than Garrett Cole's been. Absolutely. I mean, Joe, to back up your side, I told you this the other day, and this was on the the post on Tuesday. The Yankee starting pitchers have allowed three runs or fewer in 62 of their past 73 games and two runs or fewer in 50 of them. That just speaks to where this pitching staff is. And you don't equate that. And you know what's incredible? You were saying, you know, we never thought they'd get to 90 wins. We thought they'd have to at least get to 90 wins to get a wild card. They lost 13 in a row. What was it? Were they, what, did they lose 13 in a row? No. What was the streak that they were on? They won what? 13 in a row and then went 7-15 and 15 after that. So this is incredible that they the way they went on their streak, they're still going to get to 93, 94 wins. Yeah. It's, it's remarkable where this team has overcome yep. considering the up and down season that we had. I but mean, that's what, but that's what we say that with the talent that this team has, other than maybe the Dodgers and all of baseball, this is one of the most talented teams in baseball. So to see them finally putting it all together, gelling, and the chemistry is there, that's a positive sign. And to see that it's going in that direction, as Yankee fans, we have to be ecstatic. We have to be excited to see our two behemoths taking care of business and doing what's best. And that's what's getting on the board, hitting home runs, and just showing why those two guys are some of the most feared players in baseball. So to it, see this team finally putting it all together, all the pieces together in the right time, it's, I mean, thank God. Well, I mean, think about this. You sweep, the, you sweep the Red Sox, you win two out of the three of the Blue Jays. We talked about this last week. If they can win two out of three, two out of three, and two out of three, that would get them in. Uh, thank you, Orioles, for taking care of business against the Red Sox. Thank you very much. Can't believe you guys actually won two games. But that just speaks to the, I don't know, what the Red Sox issues, bigger issues than that. I mean, but we're on, the, we're on the verge of possibly seeing the Yankees not against either AL East team. We could see the Yankees versus the Seattle Mariners which is a realistic possibility come next week. Who would have thought at the beginning of the year the Seattle Mariners would be one of the final teams making the uh, an AL wild card position or making the playoffs? I've got one more thing, but it's actually two. Number one, if you're a Red Sox fan, even if you come up short, I, you got to feel good about this season. Absolutely. Even though you you're were, not that happy. You were picked fourth in this division and you ran it for a while. You were in contention right up to the end. They still may get in, but you, you got to feel good. You didn't have Chris sale all year. I, I, I said all year, the pitching wasn't going to hold up and it's actually been the, the hitting the last month or so. That's actually killed the Red Sox. They're, they're just not hitting enough right now. Um, but feel good about your season because man, the, the A at least next year, feel good about I, I, I mean, <laughs> wow. No, I'm serious. I'm trying no, to be the red I'm, 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 I'm being the smart ass. I this this is very much 2017 for me, where it's like, oh, we're the championship <laughs> series. Man, this wasn't supposed to happen yet. Um, so so you gotta feel good when your team's rebuilding and 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 is way ahead of schedule and and and, and rebuilds also while having success. The other thing is, and I hate to say this, but Aaron Boone's decision to not play Giancarlo Stanton in the outfield has paid off here in the end. Obviously, they've been able to play him in the outfield over the, the last month and a half. 
and there hasn't been any issues. He's been very healthy this season. He's hot. He's literally carrying this team on his back. And unlike 2018, when he had to do that, he's doing it on two good legs. So this team is scary. Yeah, and Torres is batting like 330 since he's moved to second base too. Well, speaking of speaking of scary, speaking of a, a situation that we would have maybe never have pictured, like you just said with the Red Sox back in the day, or the Yankees getting to the ALCS as a such a young team would have never expected it. Well, I think we can say that about this up, upcoming matchup that is going to be brewing on Sunday Night Football. It's a matchup that we've always wanted to talk about. You know how it is nowadays in sports, hypothetical debates, all LeBron, Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, uh, Brady, Montana, Brady versus this or that. Who's the go to stuff? Well, now we finally get to see something that, like we said, we we just never thought of a year and a half, two years ago. We would have never pictured in a million years this matchup actually happened. It's a matchup we've been talking about forever. And no, it's not a player versus player. It's a player versus coach. And, yes, it's the matchup all New England fans and most NFL fans want to know that's been going on in New England for the past 20 years. Who is it due to? Is it due to Bill's great defensive mind and excellent excellence of coaching? Or is it the excellence of Brady? Because we saw what Tom Brady did last year. I know Bilicek with the team that he had last year was a difficult season for the entire franchise of the New England Patriots. But you see what Brady did, and you see what Brady's doing right now, stats-wise, and look like he's going to be contending for possibly another Super Bowl. So the matchup we all have been waiting for is yet about 48, no, 54 hours away from the matchup, the most anticipated matchup that I can think of and maybe the all-regular season that I've ever seen. And it's New England versus Brady as Brady's coming to town. So, guys, I talked to you, Ted. I'll start with you on this, and then we'll go to a quick short break, and then we'll talk about New York Giants. We'll finish off with our pasta dishes and pretenders contenders. But is this game prove anything for the past 20 years, or is it just to you just another game that's, well, it's two excellent minds, different playing on the field and different on the sidelines, or does this mean more than just a, a regular season game. Well, let's first of all understand that it's still a regular season game. But let's speak volumes to Boston history and ticket prices. This is the fifth highest ticket price for any Boston event in the past 20 years. The only things that were more were game seven of the 2000, uh, what was it, 17 finals with the Bruins. And the four Super Bowls, the Rams, the Giants, the Eagles, and one of the and the Falcons game. Those were the only four games that were more expensive. The average ticket for this game by Vivid Seats is eleven hundred dollars for this game. So the return of Kevin Durant's game when he went to Oklahoma City was seven six hundred thirty eight dollars. Peyton Man's game was like two fifty. This game is bigger than any NFL regular season game I can remember. Ever, really, as a regular season game, just a hoopla. I mean, this is like if Michael Jordan got traded or left the Bulls and played for a different team, the Knicks, 
and he and Phil and the Knicks were coming to town in Chicago against Phil Jackson. If that was ever a possibility, football terms, the Peyton Manning game in 2013 would be the only thing I could think of. Different circumstance, he left because of a neck neck injury. Don't forget Andrew Luck and the Colts beat the Denver undefeated Broncos that game, 35-31. Um, but Andrew Luck, sorry, Mac Jones is no Andrew Luck. Does this game prove anything? Yeah, the, if the Buccaneers win, they're the better team. They're expected to win. Look at the point spread. They're almost a touchdown favorite. They, I mean, they are the better team. They should win in. They should dominate. But you, you, this here's what this game is. you got the greatest coach of all time versus the greatest NFL player of all time, the greatest quarterback of all time. That's what this game is. But, I mean, you got a rookie quarterback who's got more interceptions than touchdown passes who doesn't have many weapons. It's not a fair fight. Let's be honest with you. It's not a total fair. It's a machine. It's a machine gun going against a pistol. I mean, you get, you get nine bullets. The other guy's got a full round. Brady's, you know, Brady wants to come in there and dominate. Brady's the, you hear about Brady. It's like the Jordan mentality. Their, their, their competition level is like no other. Their ability to, he's going to want to go in there and throw a hundred touchdown passes. So, does this prove anything? No. If the if the Buccaneers win, what's it going to prove? What that Belichick's a bad coach? He's not a bad coach. He's got more Super Bowls than every anyone. You could have like twelve Super Bowls if you think about it. If it wasn't for the Giants and the Eagles, I mean. But here's the thing. I was telling you this before we did the show, and I've listened to a bunch of things. You listen to guys. Brady would not have seven Super Bowls or six Super Bowls if it wasn't for Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick wouldn't have all the Super Bowls in New England if it wasn't for Tom Brady. I bet you, though, Belichick would have four or five if he had Aaron Rodgers. Bet he would have four or five if he had Peyton Manning. I mean, even Peyton Manning's admitted it on the thing. Aaron Rodgers, I read some snippets. Those guys have both admitted that they would have more Super Bowls if Bill Belichick and those defenses were, and they were the quarterbacks. But that's yeah, obvious. Because I mean, they have the quarterbacks. Well, they, well, I mean, you got to have the quarterback first. We know that. You got to have the quarterback unless you're lucky and you have an elite defense like the 85 Bears, or you just get lucky with the Eagles, you know, when they had Nick Foles. So, and you have one of those historic runs. But I don't think this game proves anything. Now, what's going to be said on Monday morning, though, is if, the, if somehow the Patriots can win, is Belichick came up with the perfect scheme. He's done it before. Did it against the 1990-91 Buffalo Bills when they were averaging 35 points a game with Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reid. He did it against the Rams and Sean McVay a couple years ago when they were averaging 30 points and they only got three points. It's going to be tough for them. They don't have Stephon Gilmore, so that would have been at least in a shutdown corner where then you could have built off of that. But they got players on defense. They're going to have to win an ugly game. They're going to have to win a giant football game of 17-14. You know, block a punt, special teams play, you know, run, be able to run the football, dominate time time of possession. I don't think this will prove anything. I, it, it, listen, I think the both will be successful. I think the Buccaneers will end up winning. They're just a better talent. You got Godwin, you got Evans, you got Antonio Brown. You yeah. have pieces. You can't double just one guy, and it's going to make the Bucs so much. And their defense, here's another thing, and I'll finish off with this, is you don't think those guys on the Buccaneers defense want to do it for Brady? You know what I mean? They're yeah, a respect what level. What do you think? Um, I don't, I don't think this is about these two guys. I think this is a fortunate scheduling thing that is meant to satisfy us. This isn't going to prove anything if they're both going to go down. Great. Uh, great. Yeah. I mean, he, I don't know if you know this, did you know, Tom Brady was drafted uh, by the Montreal Expos in the 1995 draft as a catcher. 
They thought he might be one of the greatest catchers of all time. Uh, That's how strongly they felt about him. He passed and he ended up obviously going to Michigan. Do you know the Patriots nearly took Tim Rattay instead of him in the sixth round? He ended up going into the seventh uh, to the the 49ers. 49ers. Very easily easily could have been the opposite. Rattay actually got uh, Heisman votes that year. He finished in the top ten and ended up being taken in the seventh round. That easily could have been Brady who could have been riding the pine in San Francisco and Rattay could have been in New England. How, so, how, look at, look at that. Think about that. He could have went to San Fran where his hometown. Listen, we, we, we've talked about this. Would Kobe have ever been Kobe if he stayed with the Charlotte Hornets? Maybe not. You don't know that. Listen, it's always a perfect match. We've talked about this coaches and quarterbacks. Brady had the perfect team. He had the perfect coach. They, they, I mean, who knows what would happen if Mo Lewis never knocks out Drew Bledsoe? Maybe there's never a story. But then again, Wally Pip, we might never hurt Lou Gehrig if he never gets hurt. You know, that's the Wally Pip story. Never got his first baseman's shot back. Wasn't even hurt. He had a headache. Oh, that's what it was, Joe? He literally showed up with a headache that day, and he was like, uh, let me let me sit. Let the kid play today. <laughs> Joe, what were you going to finish off with? You were gonna what? finish over? You were gonna finish with something? No, he wasn't. He was finished. Oh, oh, I thought he was saying something until Ted was kind of, you know. No, talking. he was just saying this has no importance. Oh, yeah, no, I, yeah, listen, my I guess my my grander point is, yeah, uh, no, this doesn't matter. This they, they, they were perfect together. Also, don't forget Bill Belichick came to New England. He already had a couple Super Bowl rings. So he was already a great, he was a great defensive coordinator at that point. He already was one of the best defensive coordinators ever Mm -hmm. right up there with buddy Ryan. I mean, he was well-established and then he became a head coach and it didn't go well with Cleveland and it didn't go well for the day he was in New York uh, with the jets. But this, this worked out. It worked out for everybody. He liked Tom because Tom was 20 and five at Michigan Tom was a winner when, when, when Tom called Robert Kraft for the first time to introduce himself, Kraft was like, I I know who you are. Skinny kid, Michigan, six round pick. And Brady said, I'm the best draft choice. This, this uh, organization's ever made. And he was fourth on the depth chart. Yeah. He was behind John Fries and Michael Bishop from Kansas state. State number seven. That's how far back on the depth chart. He was look, this thing just, Again, like you said, the Bledsoe thing. Bledsoe very well should have come back and been the starter. But 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 Belichick already knew what he had, and he already you knew know they were also one and three when Brady took over for them. And this is yes. a huge game. here's the thing. This is a huge game. Two reasons too. If you think it outside the uh, Brady Belichick thing, one, if the Patriots lose next week, they have to play the Bills. So you got to think bigger picture for the Patriots if you're a Patriot fan. Second thing is Brady doesn't lose two games in a row. And they're just coming off a bad loss against the Los Angeles Rams. So you know they're like 50 points. Think about this. When it was Manning versus Brady, they never were like going against each other, but we always made it out to be Manning versus Brady. No, it's just interesting. Real quick, the guy who I feel bad for in this game on Sunday night is is Mac Jones. Well, that's why Cam Newton should be there. Who's going to get the unfair, like, this is the next Tom Brady? I mean, first of all, Nobody said he's the next Tom Brady. Let's be really clear in that. But also, I see you making a face, Ted. Don't act like don't act like this guy's not a good quarterback. 
because he no, definitely no. is, and he's Look, in the they're right all good. place. They're, they're struggling. They're rookies. But no, 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 he he's not struggling. And and here's the thing. And you actually pointed this out. I know. Last week he threw the ball 51 times. Yeah, that's not his game. Which is what which is what we've been seeing from 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 Wilson and from Lawrence, and that's not that's not what you want. When Mac was throwing the ball 24 times a game, they were they were uh, they looked good. They looked competitive. They haven't been able to run the football. You can't ask any of these kids right now to throw the ball 50 times in a game and think you're going to get any kind of result. So, Joe, this when, has to be Jeff Hosteller. This has to be the Jeff Hosteller game. Oh, We're yeah. going to 35 minutes. We got to run the football. We got to hit play action passes. And like I said to you earlier with, when we were talking about football and rookies is, can you make the three or four big throws on third down conversions when we need you to? My biggest thing, too, is how do the fans react? I'll tell you one thing. Trevor, I talked to Ronnie. He says he's rooting for the Bucks and Brady, which I was like, "You're a Patriot fan, like he loves Brady." He loves like, and then I talked, and I'm like, "There's going to be a lot of touchdowns in that game." Like, if, if Eli left, I would still be rooting for the Giants. I'm sorry. And here's another thing: I asked another guy, Barry, who works uh, at Yale Security, and he has Patriot season tickets. He's rooting for Brady in the Bucks. He likes Eli Manning when it came back with the Panthers. He'd be dead to me, and I would boo him. What? Why? I wouldn't boo him. Yeah, I would never in a million years if I was a Patriot. Never boo him, but I just wouldn't want yeah. him to win. I wouldn't want him to win. I wouldn't want him to win, and I would immediately he'd be on my enemy list. You're wearing a Carolina Panthers looking shirt, so that's why you're, you're suddenly if you're, sympathetic. If you're a Patriot fan and you boo Brady, you just hate yourself as a human being. You don't have to boo Brady, but you're gonna boo the Buccaneers. Yes, that's for sure. I'm sure the Buccaneers on. I like Brady more than I did back in the past 20 years. So that's what the sunny side uh, of Florida listen, can do. I like you. Ronald Torres, but I don't want to see the Phillies win the World Series. I mean, what? I don't care about that. Comparing Ronald Torres to freaking Tom Brady? <laughs> you want Didi Gregorius? I still like Didi. <laughs> do you no, want the Phillies that, to win the World Series for Didi? I don't. I don't want to see the Bucs win the Super Bowl no. every freaking year, but I that would be, I, I, I'd like to no, see That would be like if Derek Jeter played for the Dodgers. If Derek Jeter played for the Dodgers. First of all, Brady's going to get cheered. There is no way. I don't know how they're going to handle it. You, because if you remember the Peyton Manning thing, now don't forget he didn't. Peyton Manning went to Denver. He didn't know like he went to New England. Now the Bucks different too. But if you remember the Peyton Man, they gave him like a standing ovation. They played. They're going to have him. He didn't go to anywhere else. He went to freaking Tampa. Yeah, listen, I'm telling you, you know Gronk wants to score a touchdown so he can put the ball through the the, the earth. Okay, and you know Brady wants to throw about six well, touchdowns. Let's, let's let's give our. We never we don't do this a lot, but what do we got for a prediction? What do we got for a score? We don't do we don't do Her scores on the game. We don't really talk scores and predictions on the show. You can find that at other shows if you want. We just I want I'm curious. What do we got for a score for this game? 27-17 bucks. What are you reading my mind? I swear to God, I was just going to say like 27-17 seems about right. I think Bill Belichick will be able to scheme enough to keep this a competitive game into the third quarter. I just think I think the Bucks are too good of a team right now for the Patriots to hang with for four full quarters. It will take a perfect game from the Patriots. Yeah. To even be close in the final couple minutes what, to make you, the game. What do you got for a score? 27-17? Yeah. I got 41-20 bucks. Wow. 
Yeah, I think Brady's going to go off on this team. I think him and Gronk are going to have – I think Gronk's going to have two touchdowns. Gronk's questionable. I see – listen, in his head, I see he's, he sees Tom throwing touchdowns to Gronk and the fans are going nuts. The fans are going crazy for every – like, no way, dude. Yo, Let me tell you something. Yo. Hold on. You underestimate Boston fans, and I'll tell you why. They loved Nomar Garciaparra. Joe, until July Joe, no, 31st. Nomar's not even in Brady's category. Stop. Just listen. It happens stop. to be- Stop, because he was at the time. He was a rookie of the year. He was an MVP. Wait, hold on. What, what did they he do was- about Roger Clemens? What did they do when Roger Clemens There you go. The- That's my point. Listen, they look the, the Boston franchises, uh, they and this kills me about Boston fans because they're like, where's the loyalty with the with the players? Have you ever seen the Red Sox keep anybody around for too long? Did no, Jason Veritek get to retire a dignified, like, yeah. no. Dustin, Dustin, like, Pedro- Dustin Pedroia. Did Dustin Pedroia get a, a, a farewell party like Poppy did? Yeah. I didn't see it. Joe, all yeah, did. Things, there's going to be a lot. There's going to Brady's going to be throwing a lot of touchdowns. I, Sunday, I don't. Baby. I'm telling you, if you if you think Bill Belichick didn't just watch last weekend's game and come up with some great ideas to exploit and prevent Tampa, I think oh, you got another thing coming. They're not going to score 30 points against Bill. Gil- Gilmore Bill- would definitely be a help. I'll tell you one thing. You don't think Bill- Belichick saved some old video, Joe, from yeah, like bro, Listen, and be like, okay, what worked? I think. I think Bill knows he's going to lose. I think he knows that going in. He's not going to be embarrassed. He's not giving up five or six touchdown passes to Brady. Absolutely not. I I hate to tell you, Trev, you're not going to get the game you're looking for. You know what I think he does, Trev? Oh, I, this you is, know, it's going to happen. I'm Trev, not, I'm, I'm thinking worried. this is – Trev, this is going to be – remember, if you remember, when the Rams played him in 2001, high-flying offense, we're going to give up the run and shut down Marshall Falk we're going to defend the pass. So we're going to make Brady where he can't beat us with the pass. We'll run the ball. This will be like North Haven, New Canaan. We're going to rush straight, drop eight all day. You're going to have to run it 40 times for 200 yards to beat us. You're not going to throw it for 250 yards. Even though you I think my, Brady. They couldn't you want my guarantee? Games. You want we'll a talk. guarantee for this game? Tom Brady will have a turnover in this game. That's not a bold prediction. That's a No. That's a bold prediction. Tom Brady will turn the football over. Better yet, you want a specific? Tom Brady will throw a, a bad interception in this game. He'll also have three touchdown passes. He'll five Maybe touchdowns. four. That's fine. But I'm telling you, Bill's got some stuff yeah, ready to go here. You can't have four if you got 27-17. <laughs> they missed the extra One point. It's called back. Oh, they missed the extra point. <laughs> He's going to throw for five touchdowns in this game. He's going to torch them. No, you'll be sleeping. You'll be working. Don't happen. worry about it. I know. I'll be I at work. So. I won't even know. But speaking of a team that really can't score a lot of points and seems like they're not going anywhere anytime soon is our good old New York football Giants. Well, after an embarrassing loss to the Atlanta Falcons, the once winless Atlanta Falcons, the worst defense in the league, Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> what? So I was just reading the comments that were blocked on the side. Can't believe yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't even understand how that is even possible. But I, I, this is why I can't stand this damn this damn social media stuff. But speaking of, I, I don't understand it. It's, I don't understand this New York Football Giant team coming into this game. 
going into hostile territory against a team that just beat up on those New England Patriots defensively and scoring Jameis Winston scoring on those New England Patriots. What do we expect from this New York Giants team? What team shows up? They're going into hostile territory. The crowd is coming back. The first game back in New Orleans since since Hurricane Ida. So that team is going to be fired up. That crowd is going to be fired up. That city is going to be fired up. The Giants are coming in with a lot of – there's been a lot of discussion about the Giants this week and from Joe Judge and his whole analytics talk. So I want to just ask you guys a very straight, plain, cliche question about the New York Giants because that's what it's come down to. What big blue team shows up this week? Is it the giant team that continuously has mental errors, can't catch the ball, picks in the end zone to end games, or is it going to be the giant team that nobody's giving them a, a chance, a fighter's chance in hell to win this game and somehow come out of the Superdome with a victory over a very impressive New Orleans Saints team with their two victories demolishing their opponents? Trev, let me let me turn this around for a second. Instead of asking us, what do you think the Giants are going to do this week? All honest, come on. Honestly, I mean they got the all white uniforms this week. They look they're going to look real pretty. They're going to look pretty on the field, but there's injuries already on this team. I don't know what to expect from this team. They have to sustain. They have to get some running game going. Nothing surprises me any anymore about the New York Giants guys. So that's why when you ask me this question. There's nothing that surprises me anymore. It's just we've come to – we've just come to be used to it by now. It's come to fruition that, like, the New York Giants find ways to lose. Teams like that, reasons why they've been one of the worst franchises since they won a Super Bowl is because they find ways to lose. And there's teams that find ways to win, why they're in always in the final weekend or a Super Bowl weekend or winning championships, and the Giants are finding ways to pick top five they find ways to lose. This is a game that nobody's giving them a chance for to win, and for good reason. Why would we have any faith in the New York Giants to go into New Orleans, a fired-up crowd, a crowd that's been waiting to see the Saints back at home? What makes you think that, Joe? Yeah, I'll tell you why. <laughs> I think I think the better question is which <laughs> New Orleans Saints team shows up this week. A couple of things about New Orleans you should know. There hasn't been a single game this season where Jameis Winston has thrown for 200 200 yards. yards. Alvin Kamara has not cracked 90 yards in a season. He's had 80s and then a single-digit day and then 89 last game. I like the pattern of maybe another single-digit game. Last week against the Patriots, Alvin Kamara touched the ball 27 times. I've been telling you the first couple games of the season, they had not been able to get the ball into Kamara's hands. They did it against New England, and, and it was their second best win of the season. So, for the, for the again, can, can Jameis Winston get the ball into Alvin Kamara's hands? If they can do that, if they can run the football against the Giants, the Giants are going to be in big trouble. If the Giants can neutralize Kamara, New Orleans is in trouble. And, and I'll tell you what, the Giants' offense is good. Well, no. The Giants' offense is fine. The play call is You have to come back on that. No, wait. No. I, 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 I want to be really clear. Look, well, we've, got, we've got really good, talented pieces. It's a matter of – listen, you're 0-3, dude. Like, at this point, 
I, I don't want to see the Giants punt again. Just fourth and I, eight. I, but I don't need Go for it. Go for it. Mean, for it. What's well, the difference? Actually, you actually You're going to lose punt. anyway. You might as well. I mean, let these guys play. Go let these win. guys. Let them put up some numbers for the fantasy football fans. To, to play conservative, to set yourself up for a close loss, it's time to let loose here. Throw the football down the field. Have some fun. So I think, it, look, if the Giants show up and they're willing to take some shots and stop being so damn conservative, because, listen, if they're down 30 to nothing at halftime, I would rather it be because Jones threw a couple of picks down the field than because they fumbled at their own five-yard line. So if you're going to lose and get beat up, at least do it by being aggressive. You, you might actually find this team's pretty good moving the football. There's only one way to find out. And it's probably by firing Jason Garrett and hiring anyone else who knows an offense. Just yeah, yeah you're right. Just got to sometimes just let your young quarterback let loose. Yeah. I mean, he's got the talent. We've seen it. It's he's worked leading. in a lot of other places for a lot of other teams. He's the leading rusher on the team. Let him let loose. He's a talented quarterback. Just let him do his thing and give this guy a chance. So, I mean, Daniel Jones, yeah, he hasn't had any turnovers. hasn't hasn't really looked bad with that. But he's still not getting touchdowns, like Ted said mentioned in last week's show. And to see him leading the team in rushing, I mean, it's it's a it's a comforting sign to know what kind of quarterback we have. But he is a talented quarterback. Let him throw the freaking ball. You got Kenny Galladay. You do have Evan Ingram. I know Giant fans can't stand the name Evan Ingram, but you still have a guy that is a talented player. Shepard looks like he might not be playing. Slayton Shepard looks like is Slayton is already rolled okay, out. Okay, so th- this is the game that we better be seeing number 89 get heavily involved in this game. Jason Garrett, use your first-round pick. There's a reason why you traded back and you got all your assets to go take a guy like Adarius Tony, a guy that is a utility-type guy, can play anywhere on the offensive side, special teams. Use him. You're going to have to. It's, t- it's time for the Giants to – Jason Garrett's job could be on the line after this weekend. If, they, if there's another terrible performance – Jason Garrett's ass could be done after this weekend. Okay, so if the Giants win, it'll be the first time since 93. They've lost their five trips to the Super Bowl by allowing 52, Super 49, 48, 45, and 27 points. So they haven't won there since 93. Oh, uh, what? What did he say? He said Super Bowl. Super Dome, Super Bowl. Who gives a There's a big difference. Hold on. Hold on. First of all. Because if we said this, we'd get ridiculed. If Joe said this, we would ridicule him. First of all, I wouldn't say anything. And second of all, Joe said the Giants offense was good. So let's retract. I immediately immediately corrected myself. He immediately went back on that. I'm going to pretend like the Giants are playing in the Super Bowl this week. For the Giants, it should be the Super Bowl for them. Because this could be the end-all, be-all. Because if the Giants do a real, like, tanker this weekend and really get their rear ends kicked you could see jason garrett out by monday now i'm not saying he's on the hot seat but if they have a bad performance i could see him going because they you got to get rid of somebody and he's always going to be the loose cannon here's the thing i wrote down last night jason garrett's been the offensive coordinator for the giants for 19 games the giants have scored 336 points which equate to 17.7 points Per game, that's not good enough in the NFL. Maybe twenty points. Maybe twenty. Maybe twenty. Maybe twenty years ago, not in 2021. The Giants this year have totaled 56 points this season. Only seven teams have. What's going on over there? 
exorcism? I mean, I know it's Halloween, but Jesus. Only seven teams have kids are excited. Only seven teams have scored fewer. Here's the other thing, though. I think about this giant team, and I started kind of feeling sorry for them. They lost their center and captain Nick Gates. They've had four starters at the left guard. Barkley's coming off an ACL injury. Ingram's been out for most of the season. Gallaty had a hamstring miss most of preseason. Tony was a rookie, missed most of preseason with COVID and a hamstring. Now they're out with Slade and Shepard. This offense has never we, – Joe, we've talked about this with the Yankees. When can we actually see this lineup when everyone is healthy and put together? Again, we're going to go another week without two key weapons, Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard, who are key valuable assets. We can't run the football. We haven't had any big play, pass plays, and the one we did, we dropped for a touchdown. Trev, you are right. This Giants could easily be 2-1 and one with a couple different mistakes. Could easily be 2-1, and one. but unfortunately, this is the Giants. They won't be. I told you the other day I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants win. These are games where every Giant fan says, not a chance. The crowd's going to be out of control. The first team back since the hurricane. These guys are cleaning up their houses, messes. There's, the place will be rocking. It's probably the wildest stadium to play in, maybe other than the 12th man and Arrowhead. Maybe the Giants can use that us against the world mentality, because I'm always hoping for them to get a victory. If the Giant win, that I'm a happy man. If the Giants win, here's my thing: I'm not scared of the Saints' offense. Joe no. Joe Joe stole the staff from me before, and I saw it last night. James Winston has not thrown for over 200 yards, so they don't I'm have a. scared team. of the Giants' defense, though. So, so you don't. You, so you don't have. Here's the thing, though, with the secondary, you don't have to worry about a deep threat. You have no receivers that should scare you. So you should be able to man these guys up one on one and have extra safeties in the boxes and follow Alvin Kamara wherever he goes. He goes left, you go left. He goes right, you go right. He goes to the toilet, you follow him, and you make sure he comes out of the stall. That's exactly what you do, and you don't let him go. We can beat James Winston. We can beat the Saints. Now the Saints have a good defense. I'll give you that. But listen, if you're looking at quarterback play, I don't think Daniel is a better football player right now than Jameis Winston. So, well, do the Giants win? I have no idea. I'm not going to give you a prediction because I don't know what they. They could easily lose 30 to seven, and I could easily see. And now Giants will never blow anyone up because they never do, never will, never have. But I could easily see the Giants win a game like 24, 21, 21, 20, 21, 17. Somewhere where, like, Daniel Jones maybe gets two touchdown passes where, like, jumping out of the thing, then he throws a bad pick. Defense is the whole of them field goal. I mean, if it comes down to a field goal, I like our chances with Gano. I mean, other than Justin Justin Tucker and Harrison Buttaker from Kansas City, we have the best kicker in football. But I don't want to be kicking field goals. I want to be scoring touchdowns. Giants have to play not a flawless game. They just can't make multiple turnovers, multiple mistakes. Can't have 11 penalties. You know, just got to stop making dumb mistakes. Stop beating yourself because we're not good enough to overcome these. So, listen, you asked me what are the Giants expect? You know what? Maybe the Giants pull an upset. And then they lose the next three in a row. But, hey, it's New York football Giants. You never know what you're going to get. Can I just get in on the prediction action if we're going to play this game? No, no, no. Hold on, I've got the Giants losing 24 to 23 on a Will Lutz 57 yard field goal as time wow. expires. And the Giants become the first team to lose three games in a row on a last second field goal. <laughs> Joe, I'll, I'll, I'll kill him. I'll kill you. Well, yeah. we know that we know that the Giants have been bad. We as coming into this season, we expected hopefully a playoff appearance, but not the season that we were expecting. There's been a lot of stunners, a lot of shockers so far early on in this long season. Probably the three most shocking teams right now are three of the teams that are undefeated right now. And they got some real true tests this weekend now. 
So are they pretenders or they're contenders? I know the one person on this trio had one of these teams in the playoffs, kind of bashed them, but we'll get a true test this weekend. I know they won't be at full health because of their superstar running back not playing, which would love to see CMC 2-2 play against Dallas, a golden opportunity for Carolina. But these three teams, the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Panthers, all 3-0 and right now, can all have looked good. The Broncos probably are the biggest TBD because let's see their schedule. Hmm, hasn't been really good. It's been the Giants. It's been the Jaguars. It's been the Jets. A combined 0-10. So we don't know what to make of them. They're going to have a true test this weekend against Lamar and the Ravens, who look good right now. The Raiders playing on Monday night against an L.A. Charger team with the biggest victory of Justin Herbert's young career against We'll see how that game goes. But the Raiders look legit so far. Two big wins against the AFC North. And then the Panthers. They're another team that's – we don't know what to make of all three of these teams. I'll start with Joe because, Joe, you did have the Panthers. He had the Panthers going to I had the Broncos, if you remember, too. uh, Let's see. Hold on. I I had had the Broncos. uh, Let's see. AFC – Where's Ted's? Ted, yeah, you had the seven seed. You did have the Broncos. Did Trev have the AFC? No. No, Trev had none of these teams. So you had the Chargers. I had only the Chargers, but they're not on this list. So Joe, I'll start with you. Joe, I'll start with you. Panthers, Raiders, Broncos. Which do you think of the three is pretenders? And which do you think is an actual contender? Well, yeah, I'll tell you what, I, if you're the Panthers, let's see what you could do the next three games without Christian McCaffrey, and let's hope it's only those three games because I do suspect that, that there's going to be a drop-off. Uh, McCaffrey was about 55% of their offense, uh, maybe higher at this point. So, well, Even if he be- wasn't touching the ball, he, as Trev and me know, he, a decoy just to be able to flank yep, him out, presence. move him in motion, it sets up so much more and makes Darnold's life so much easier. Easier. It'll it'll be interesting to see how how they can replace him and how good that defense actually is. I I think you know, Joe, they're giving up right now total yards, 190 yards, and they lead the league in sacks with 14 currently. Yeah, they've played great. Again, there's going to be a lot more on them at this point now, and and they're going to. That's also going to take into consideration. They lost J.C. Horn last week, who's going to be out, but they did trade for former first round pick C.J. Henderson from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. So again, they're they're in a little state of flux. So uh, again, I think they you got to see how they do the next couple of weeks. But to me, the Raiders are for real, and I I've liked Carr for a couple of years now. I really liked him last year. I thought they were about to get over the hump, and I think yeah, they, they beat the Chiefs. Did yeah, yeah the I picked them in the second game against the Chiefs too. <laughs> I thought they I thought they were gonna get them again. Um so, yeah, no, I like this Raiders team. They're fantastic, dude. Derek Waller really is uh, such a great tight end. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I really like weapons the, in football, baby. Say it with me, I, Joe. Say it with uh, me. It's, it's, it, you, weren't, you weren't wrong. We were all right on certain aspects with certain guys and certain teams. And, again, I'm, I'm finding the more you don't rely on last year and the year before, the easier it becomes to, like, just – Legit, look at a guy and decide this year in this circumstance what's going to happen. I'm still I, the Broncos' defense has been tremendous. You're, you're, I'll, I'll always struggle to believe in Teddy Bridgewater. I, I just, 
I don't know, I mean, man. So a, far, it's been a, the right decision by Vic Fangio and the coaches. It has team. been, but it, it seems when you turn to a, a backup quarterback, okay, and I realize he's a, he's the starter, but he's a backup guy. Personal and pick. they often have success in the short term. It generally ends up being, as the season goes on, listen, if Teddy Bridgewater was great, Teddy Bridgewater would have been a starter in this league. And not just a highly paid backup because of the success he had early on in his career as a starter. So, to to me, that's the team that I'm still. I don't know that all the pieces are there in Denver for them to make a legitimate well, run. They just lost some injuries too on their offense. They lost KJ Hamler out for the year, a torn ACL, and Jared Judy's out for a couple more weeks too. So, and Bradley Chubb, they lost to an ankle injury too. Plus, you got to look at that division. You know, we're talking about two AFC West teams right now, the Raiders and Broncos. I mean, go figures. Who would have thought the Chiefs would have been the worst team in that division? Record-wise, only record-wise, I think they come out flying this week. The Chiefs, good luck to whoever's playing them this week. I don't even know off the top of my head. Eagles, oh, boy. Go to walk. Mahomes is going to throw about 40 touchdowns this week. Um, but I mean, I so I think all three of these teams can be contenders. When I look at the Broncos and Panthers, I look at them two teams as being very similar. Defense. Now I know I I was the last week saying, listen, this is a league about scoring points. You got to be able to sc- score points. But you got to be able to stop someone too once in a while. You like I always said, you got to be able to make a stop when you need one. Okay. You, you can score 40 points and you can't give up 41. You gotta be able, you can win 41 38. You gotta be able to make the stop on third down or in the red zone. Mm-hmm. I think you look at the Panthers, you look at the Broncos, yeah, they're dealing with some injuries, but they both have steady, solid defenses. They don't give up big plays in the passing game, they don't give up big plays in the running game. They both have exceptional defensive coordinators and and I like their head coaches. You know, you look at Fig Fangio when he was with the Bears. Remember, the Bears had no one for a quarterback, but they were still winning 10, 11, 12 games every year. Don't know how, but I mean, well, I know how their defense was winning games and their coach and scheme. I mean, we saw the Patriots win Super Bowls with defense as long as the quarter. Teddy Bridgewater doesn't make mistakes, which doesn't hurt your team. Now, it does hurt not having Jerry Judy and, um, and K.J. Hammer. Those are two big losses. Still have Corbin Sutherland. They still have Patrick, Tim Patrick. Still have Noah Fant. They still have the two running backs in Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. So I'll tell you this way. I think the Broncos can win this week and beat the – and beat the Ravens. You know, listen, Lamar's dealing with a back. Lamar's dealing with a back injury. That's yeah. something that could flare up accident by by default on Sunday. You're playing in higher elevation. I mean, the Ravens haven't been that crisp. You know, so you look at the Raiders. My see, if I had a chance for a contender, it would be the Raiders. Only because I, of their only because of their defense. I listen. I love Derek Carr. I just don't know if they he could consistently average 401 yards passing. They have to be able to develop a little bit more of a running game. I know Josh Jacobs has been out. Kenyon Drake has filled in pretty well since he's been out. They still have the second-best tight end in football on Darren Waller. You know, they have Henry Ruggs. And then the Panthers, listen, if if the Panthers can get CMC back, they are, they're a team to be reckoned with. I think Joe's right. Um, but I think, I think you look at all three of these teams, I think all three of them lose this week. So I'm going to make this really simple and sweet and simple for you guys. Panthers, yeah, these are all true tests for all three of these teams. Panthers without Christian McCaffrey is a huge loss. I don't see them beating Dallas. I think Dallas right now is a runaway to win the NFC East. Aww, that's nice. We like that on the show. We like family love. We like, we're, we're family-oriented here on Keys to the City. I don't hear you. He's muted. You're muted. You? No. Oh, no. Listen. 
Yeah, now am I ever back? Uh, I don't know if you saw that. Run the tape back. When she hugged me, she snagged my phone. Wow. See, it was just that a was trick. She just, she that was like just a... to get my phone. Yeah. Stealing their, stealing the parents' phones. They love phones. That's how it is nowadays. Would, Go play outside. Like, it's nice out. Climb a tree. Build a poorhouse. Why? It's October in, in the Connecticut now. It's cold. It's cold now. It's nice. I guess so. Yeah, he has a treehouse too. I'm sure it's Quick, quickly, here's how I say: the Panthers. I don't see the Panthers when I think Dallas. Like I said, is going to be a runaway in the NFC East. Uh, I think it's a great start so far, but they're still in that rebuild mode. I think Darnold has been playing well. Raiders are the most legit contender of the three. I really like what they've done so far. Their schedule says it too. Going into uh, Pittsburgh, now what to make of Pittsburgh? We don't know because they look like they're a mess. Beating Baltimore on Monday night, they look good. Derrick Henry or Derrick Henry, Derrick Carr, I should say, both Derricks. They've been playing out of their mind so far in the season, early in season, and and then the Broncos. When you played your opponents, a combined zero and ten. I have to see it against a real true test, and they're going to get against. You've had a solid defense. One of the best pass rushers in all of football. Well, now you're going against the best dual threat quarterback in all of football and Lamar Jackson. So we'll see all three of these teams in action against great opponents. I cannot wait for all three games. I want to close out with this quickly because we haven't done it in quite some time in over a month. So, Ted, I'll let you start. This is sponsored by Ted's Eats. It's our three favorite pasta dishes. I can do five. We could probably do a million if we wanted to because we are all Italian and we love pasta dishes but i will start off with ted for the top three of his pasta dishes penny alavaca is number one yep fettuccine alfredo lasagna joe lobster ravioli shrimp scampi spaghetti and meatballs (laughs) what about lamb and tuna fish gotta do it i'll do fettuccine alfredo Spaghetti and crab sauce. Oh, I like it. And my mom's lasagna. Ooh. I'm going with those three. You go to Biagetti's and you get their their penny alavaca with the grilled chicken. It is so good. I love penny alavaca. Penny alavaca probably be four. Would eggplant count as a pasta? No, eggplant does not count. But I love what, but Trev, I mean, if we, I mean, we're getting crazy and we're talking about meals, you go to Liddell's and get their shrimp and scallops, parpadella over a lobster cream brandy oh, sauce. I'm getting so pretty hungry right now. Yes. Oh, yeah, cannot. bro. You, I, I, I bet you can't find good Italian food there. I've, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I've been to. You remember what pizza used to taste like? Ha, 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 yeah. What's up, Joe? Do you, do you, do you like Joe? Joe, have the sun. I'll what take the you, pizza. Joe? What about you, Joe? Have you gone? Have you had good pizza recently? You live I in have. Connecticut. Where have you yeah. gone? Where's the last pizza spot you went to? Worcester Street Pizza. Oh, not I, you, Ted. You live. You work in New Haven. I don't want to hear you. about Joe. There's a Worcester Street Pizza in, in uh, East Hartford or West Hartford. Oh uh, yeah, there's also a Peppy's in uh, oh, right Pepe's around the corner State. in West Pepe's Hartford. Is overrated. You can't say you live in Florida. How can you say it's stinks? I still just because I live in Florida doesn't mean I haven't had it. Trev, when's the last time you had Peppies? <laughs> a while ago. Trev, Peppies could be the tenth best pizza in Connecticut. It would still be better, five times better than any pizza you eat down there in that. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, yeah, no explicit. I get. That. I'm not explicit. 
just because even Michael K and then Don were talking about last night. If you swear or drop the F bomb thing, it shows a lack of intelligence because you couldn't come up with a creative enough word. To yeah, say. I know, and that's why I gotta always tell you because I was just gonna say one said, What did you think I was gonna say? I said no sh. I was gonna say no. I was not saying sh. I know that's what I was saying. I missed the pizza, of course, but guess what? I'm I'm coming (laughs) back in a a month and a half from now. I'll be back. I'm gonna be getting a lot of pizza. Well, first of all, we're gonna stop it. First of all, we're stopping at the weather. No, no, no. I, 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 look, no, no, no. Hold on. First First of all, all, we're meeting Joe after we. I pick you up from the plane. Yeah, Joe's gotta be around for that day. That Thursday, I told you that. That Thursday. Always around on Thursday. He he gets home like he gets in at like one o'clock or something, one thirty or something. Crap! If anything big happens in in baseball, oh no, baseball will be done with. If something happens, we could do a surprise show. Who knows? No, but yeah, I want to stop and see Joe. I haven't seen him in over a year. And don't tell me about your plans because I'm coming to Connecticut. I yeah, want to. I want to. We got to have some fun it. too. <laughs> it's sad. Look, look at me. I'm the captain. I'm the captain now. Sure, the oldest is the captain. <laughs> He's not the smartest, that's for certain, and, and definitely not the most handsome. And definitely not the best looking one. It's okay. Well, facial wise, but not body wise. So I'm still gorgeous. People love the dad bod, bro. Yeah, I can tell it's working for you down there. <laughs> it's working for you too. You wouldn't know. Yeah, it's working well for you, I bet. It's posting away his life. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, though, we will be back later in the week. We'll be discussing by time next week, who will the Yankees be playing? Will it be the Red Sox? Will it be the Blue Jays? Or... Could it be the Seattle Mariners? And then we will recap the Sunday night thriller, the Monday night game, the huge Monday night game as well, and week three. See what happens with Big Blue. But a lot happening this weekend for all sports fans. Great college football games as well. I cannot wait. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Keys of the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys of the City. So comment, like, subscribe, or share, or check out Clovercrest Media. You can check out all of our pages at Google and anywhere else because we know everybody uses the internet nowadays. So don't give me excuses. I don't want to hear it. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.